This week on Extinction Event, the Oryx. This big bovine was the wild ancestor of modern-day domestic cattle. For millions of years, there were few predators who dared challenge these beefcakes, but they'd have to learn the hard way that humans never walk away from a challenge involving beef. <laughs> Did you like that? Was it okay? I like that intro. Okay. The beefcakes made me... It really painted a picture of what these animals are like. Extremely muscular... Okay. Scantily the- clad. <laughs> Scantily <laughs> Probably clad. dancing for tips. <laughs> Is there an Rx like calendar for these beefcakes? <laughs> oh wow. We should do that. The extinction event <laughs> holiday calendar. Where we sexualize all these animals. <laughs> but here's the thing with an extinction calendar, it's gotta be backwards. You're counting down. Ooh. That's gonna <sighs> be very unhelpful for yeah. everyone. You start on the 31st and uh, like, this is needlessly complicated for to pay off a really dumb joke. Welcome to Extinction Event, a podcast about extinct animals and how they got that way. I'm Melissa. I'm here with Jack. Hi. Before we get started, I need to put out a formal apology. I mispronounced a term or a word uh, in a previous episode. It was the giant moa episode. And you remember I was saying the Maori people? Mm -hmm. It's not pronounced like that. It's pronounced Maori. Uh. The Maori people of New Zealand. Very embarrassing that I got that wrong. That you got called out. I, I got called out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm surprised this is the first time. And I would like to apologize to everyone uh, that Melissa messed up like this and led me down a path of also saying it wrong. I sullied your reputation uh-huh. a little bit. Uh-huh. I should have looked into it and <laughs> double-checked her, but I didn't. Uh, Moving on. Well, Well, this week we're doing the Oryx and... I'm probably mispronouncing that name as well, but it's spelt A-U-R-O-C-H-S. They were big beefcakes, and I'm excited to talk about them. Let's do it. All right. For two million years, the mighty oryx roamed across Europe, Asia, and North Africa. They were huge, super cows that stood about six feet high at the shoulders and could weigh over 3,300 pounds. That's a big beefcake. Yeah. There's no cow today that's that big. No, it's a super cow, just what you super said. Super cow. They were also more muscular, had longer legs, and larger skulls than modern day domesticated cattle and now is that just because proportionally they're bigger and therefore they have longer individual parts no 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 it is a bigger animal Uh and then on top of that also the head was bigger bigger in proportion and the legs were longer Mm -hmm. which to me is (laughs) my favorite feature about them that they have a little bit more slender longer legs i don't know that they were more slender they were just longer longer okay it's just one of those things that's slightly off. You think about it later. You're like, did that count? Oh. That's odd. There's yeah. something up with that count. <laughs> Legs were a little bit longer. 
Well, that's fascinating. Also, their horns were huge. Oh, right. And that's the boring part. <laughs> Let's spend more time on their slightly longer legs and just ignore that this 3,300-pound beefcake had giant death machines growing out of its noggin. It's fine. That, I'm sure, would have been a mental note you would have taken upon seeing uh, It's the only well. note. All right. If you're keeping track of it, you'd be like, giant horns, end of the list. And then about 14 bullet points down would be, <laughs> legs seem slightly longer. These sturdy bovines survived the last ice age and could easily fend off most predators like big cats, bears, and wolves using its horns. But the calves and the injured or the older cows would have been a lot more vulnerable to attacks. And when you say calves, you mean the the small versions of these cows, the baby cows, and not the muscles on their long slender legs. <laughs> not their actual calves. Okay, I just have to <laughs> okay. clarify because you seem to have this... Obsession with the legs. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. On my month, we are talking the- <laughs> about the vulnerability of the young, and not that their legs are slightly more exposed. <laughs> their calves are uh-huh. more at risk. At yes, risk. N- but I will say I have a feeling now the month that I get to do on the calendar mm-hmm. with the, the oryx, it Calf might just based. be legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there might not be any actual mm-hmm. animal beyond that featured. Okay. Starting as far back as 37,000 years ago, the oryx will have to contend with a new predator. Predator. (laughs) From the movie Predator. No, humans. To be fair, I think Predator from the movie Predator, if it was such a fearful beast, probably would have come down and taken it down for a trophy. Oh, Because that was kind of the MO. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's how angry and powerful and dangerous this thing was that even Predator would have tried to kill it as a trophy. Humans had been hunting Oryx since prehistoric times. No relation to the super cool magazine Prehistoric Times. We're talking about (laughs) the real... Which you will time. find a uh, ad for extinction events on the as soon as you open up the cover. Yes, we know this because they're featured in prehistoric cave paintings that date back that far. Oh, yeah. If you Google it, those old the ones from France, mm-hmm. the famous paintings, th- those are oryx. Yeah, that and you see. They do seem pretty big in those paintings, and I wasn't sure if that was just because people were a lot smaller back then. Mm. They probably drew them a little bit bigger. They're people, you know? Yeah, they're humans after all. Yeah. They're like... Sure. Because the the humans were smaller back then, and if these are giant, they probably like come up to their long slender knees of the auric. Yeah, they're taking some creative license there. I wonder how that was received. You mean like the, what, the Van Gogh of uh, prehistoric cave paintings? Did they have like a... Opening. An opening for new paintings? You have to assume... It's bold, it's brash. I I love it. The horns, the people, it speaks to me. 
What kind of a art style is this again? We call this prehistoric impressionist. Mm. And uh, frankly, he, th this artist is at the forefront of the entire genre. Mm -hmm. uh, he will be redefining what it means to be a prehistoric cave person. It really captures what it means to be a prehistoric man today. When I go out there and I almost get gored by an auroch, that's how I feel. Exactly. It's that. It's bone chilling, dare I say. Do you have something for, to heat up my bones? Because they're chilled to the core. But we weren't just hunting them for game. Oryx were also worshipped as a sacred animal in some cultures. And then around 10,000 years ago, we started domesticating them. The domesticated population of Oryx will eventually turn into the modern cattle breeds that we have today. And that undomesticated population will remain intact and continue to thrive. But about 10,000 years ago is when they start diverging genetically. It's when they break up. Yeah. In ancient times, the wild Oryx were a prized hunting trophy because, well, they weren't easy to take down. Uh, you know, they're fast, they're strong, they're aggressive. They're not afraid of humans. So if you pissed one off, they would just come at you, all 3,000 pounds of it, and use its huge horns to just puncture your vital organs or throw you into the air. And their long legs to trample you to death. <laughs> so they were pretty intense. But if you did manage to take one down, that would be quite a feat. And their horns would be an impressive trophy to have. So if you, let's say, nonchalantly whipped one of their horns out in public... You'd be really showing off in that scenario. It's a status symbol. Yeah. It's kind of like those big horns that are on like the front of Texas cars, <laughs> but they don't have cars, so they're just walking around with <laughs> big horns like attached to their belts. Oh my God. Honestly, that could be exactly how it was. These things were really beast-like. They're not just big dopey cows. And we know this because they were using them during the Roman Empire for games at arenas, including the Colosseum, you know, alongside more traditional beasts like lions and tigers and bears. And if you've heard one of the past episodes where we talked about the Barbary lion and went into some of this Colosseum stuff, they used every single animal in the Colosseum. Okay, so they could have used any animal. I don't mean to take away from how vicious and angry mm -hmm. the Aurochs are, but they did use every every <laughs> kind of animal. Any animal know. known to man. I'm pretty sure they like fought bullfrogs and <laughs> like if they had wiener dogs back then, they would be in there. Yeah, I remember that. Fighting wiener dogs, holding them like lightsabers, you know. Use your imagination. Come on down to the Coliseum. Uh, Yep. We're still soaked in blood, still killing animals. You got a new animal for you this week. It's called the Auroch. It's They're, big. Yeah, it's big. It's got horns. Legs are long. Watch him kill some guys with his horns. Stab him right through the guts. You're thirsty for blood, and we got gallons of it. At the end of the day, we're just going to stick a sword through him, and his blood's going to spray all over the place just like it always does. Bring your ponchos. Yeah. We're going to chop his head off. The blood's going to squirt everywhere. Kids will love it. Come on down to the Coliseum. See the Arak. It's new. 
Don't forget we have a matinee on Sundays. And as always, uh, kids get in free when you bring a cat or a dog to feed to the tigers. It just sounds like to me that the oryx were super fun to hunt. You know, it's a real treat to go after one of these animals. And it's not like a normal game animal in that like there's a bit of bullfighting bravado happening. You know, you're taunting the oryx. Yeah. You see how close... It's exhilarating. It's this huge destructive animal and that's part of the hunt. You know, it's like people who hunt moose or any big animal. What makes it exciting is that it could kill you. Indeed. But I think with the oryx as opposed to like a moose or something, a moose is just going to like skitch off. Is that a word? Skitch off? No, a moose will turn on you and kill you. You can't get that close. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. Well, but then why don't we have moose fighting, like a bullfighting ring, like a that moose fighting ring? That is a good, ring? good question. Where's the moose fighting? Come on, Canada. <laughs> you could have had this huge, historic, you know, nationally defining animal torture, just like Spain, with bullfighting. That's a, a lost opportunity, but... I see it already. They're, here they are dangling the Canadian flag. <laughs> Those moose get, its, get a look at that maple leaf. Get all upset. <laughs> Welcome to Moose Fighting. Oh, we got a big one here today. And uh, here he's taking out the Canadian flag. Oh, that moose is getting an, an eyeful of that maple leaf. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. steaming mad. Oh, boy. He's geared up to go after that leaf. I tell you, I think he's going he's gonna to get it. He better watch out or he'll take some moose horns right in it. Heiny. Oh, he's a rookie out there today. He's, he hasn't fought many moose. Let's see how it goes. Whoa, it barely missed him there. Oh, boy. Oh, it just grazed him closer than a Zamboni on the ice. Glazed his cheeks there. Oh, I, I can see a, a fire coming out of his no- nostrils there, I'd say. <laughs> Isn't it? It might as well be. Oh, here he's coming around for another another go at it. Oh, boy. Did he catch him there a little bit? He, uh, he missed him, him and, and oh. he's stopping to say sorry. They did get a little close, so we are stopping the fight. <laughs> so everyone can apologize. Sorry's all around and sorry again. See you next time. All things considered, the Oryx are doing pretty good. Uh, we'd been hunting them for tens of thousands of years, and somehow we still hadn't extincted them yet, which is very unusual. For humans. Yes, we like to get it over with quick. Yeah, we must not have been trying very hard. No. But starting around the 5th century BC, they do start thinning out and disappearing from some of their historic range. It's probably all of the hunting and using them in the the Roman games. It's starting to take its toll slowly. Numbers are going down. Yeah. It's just a remnant of its former glory, the Auric population. But they're holding on. And we're still hunting them. We just couldn't stop ourselves. And we maintain this sort of unbalanced equilibrium uh, with the Oryx for several hundred years. Yeah. They're holding on, but just barely, and it just keeps going on like that. But once the history clock turns from BC to the Common Era, things start to take a turn for the worse. So what's going on? Why the sudden decline in Oryx? Well, what's happening is the human population is really starting to grow. 
more and more people means more mouths to feed and domesticated cattle are becoming a major source of meat and dairy for humans. So more humans leads to more cattle and all those new cattle need more room for pasture. So these oryx split up, you know, they had a big breakup and now we're revisiting them down the line. One side is flourishing, they're homebodies. The other ones who were bad boys, wanted to go be individuals, not so great. Exactly. What's happening is the evolutionary offshoot of the oryx, the domesticated cattle, is becoming highly successful, and they're taking over the habitat that used to be the wild oryx domain. And people are loving it. Yeah, because the domesticated cattle are delicious. From the makers of oryx comes beef. (laughs) Are you tired of getting gored to death when you're hungry and just want a nice steak? Do you hate it when you get trampled to death and all you want is to cook up a big old burger? Try beef. All the meaty steak goodness without the terrible, horrible trampling and killing and blood and destruction. Beef from the makers of Oryx. So these new super chill cows are running the super aggressive oryx out of town. And on top of this, they are still highly sought after by hunters. And now with so few of them left, these prized animals were even more desirable. Supply and demand. Yeah. Supplies down, demand through the roof. In addition to being hunted, the oryx are losing their habitat to domesticated cows. This is becoming a familiar recipe for disaster. To go back to this breakup analogy, basically, they never moved out. They broke up, but they're still in the same apartment. Oh, I hate that. It is the worst. Why and do now, people do that? One of them is like, oh, I got this new boyfriend, and we're kind of taking over the apartment. And this <laughs> lone solo meathead, you know, now he's just reduced to one corner of the apartment. Yeah. And everyone's just like, just move out already. You're big and loud and you keep killing people. But he doesn't have anywhere to go. And in the second he leaves the house, he's going to get shot. There you go. Extinction Event is sponsored by Mammoth Bar. Melissa, I'm going to stop you right there. You're always stopping me right there. This is important. (sighs) Mammoth Bars are extinct. Get out. I'm serious. I looked at the fridge and they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> oh, it's okay, though. Did it's okay. Do Calm it? down. <laughs> Calm yourself. I'm bringing them back from extinction. Hold on a sec. Uh, there was one mammoth bar left in the fridge. I had named it. <laughs> I saw that you wrote a name on there. <laughs> Did you? Unfortunately, <laughs> it's extinct. <laughs> Do you know what happened to it, or ah, uh, you know, environmental loss, uh, competition with you, other you didn't animals? Have anything to do with it? It's irrelevant <laughs> okay. of how it went extinct. The point is, I'm bringing them back. I've begun a cloning program to bring back the mammoth bar. Uh, so far, it's been going pretty good. I found a goji berry, and I'm crossbreeding it with a pop tart. And um, I couldn't find any cashews or cinnamon, so. Uh, I kind of substituted, just you know, plug holes here and there. Got some sawdust and a Brazil nut. A Brazil, so <laughs> you didn't have cinnamon, but you had a Brazil nut. Uh huh. 
Luckily, nobody eats Brazil nuts. I don't know why. They're only, you know, they look like a raptor claw. <laughs> and they taste like friggin' wood. <laughs> they taste how they look, honestly. <laughs> like a raptor claw. Like the shell. Yeah. Like keratin. What is up with Brazil nuts? Nobody eats them, but they, yeah, year after year, you can purchase them around the holidays. I think only archaeologists eat them because they get to, like, crack them open. Uh. It's like cracking open an old dusty bone and sucking out billion-year-old marrow. (laughs) Okay, well, it sounds like this thing you've cloned with the Brazil nuts is going to be delicious. I'm thinking something might grow. It's irrelevant, irrelevant. Okay, what else? Yeah, okay, so the cashew cinnamon one isn't going great. Okay. Thank you for pointing that out. But my macadamia coconut one, whew, it's really coming along. Okay. I've managed to match the 12 grams of protein that come in regular mammoth bars. Which is a lot. It's a ton. Well, how'd you, how did you do that? Did you know tuna has a lot of protein in it? <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. It's got the proteins, that's what matter, okay? And... <laughs> Let me tell you about almond vanilla. Yeah. This is my special baby. Oh, okay. What I did was I took a little almond milk and a little vanilla Coke, <laughs> and I mixed them together with baby food. I think something's going to grow because I also put a D battery in there. <laughs> so what? I know, I know. You're thinking nine volt would maybe be a little better, but I wanted extra oomph. Well, I hope that all of these grow into wonderful Mammoth Bars. You could just go to mammothbar.com and order some new ones. But, um, you know, I don't want to stop your cloning I'm bringing process. Back. Look, they're all sitting in my closet. I'm giving them some time to grow. With a little luck, we're going to bring these Mammoth Bars back from extinction. But I just have to ask, is it like just because we can, does that mean we should? I... I had to look in the mirror and ask myself these ethical questions too. Mammoth bars, are they gone for a reason? Is it God's plan that they're gone? <laughs> Who am I to play God and bring them back? And so far, everything I've created is definitely against God's vision. <laughs> <laughs> so we're wrestling with this question in real time. But I have faith that something is going to come back. Okay. And be edible. For everyone else out there who does not feel like undertaking an expensive and lengthy cloning program to bring back your mammoth bars from extinction, just go to the website, mammothbar.com, and get them there. No weird stuff. Flash forward to the 13th century when the remaining Oryx population are only found in Poland and a few surrounding areas. Again, that's a pretty impressively long time to hold out for, though, you know? Yeah. Credit where credit is due. Yeah. These guys are hanging in there. That's how tough and big and strong they are. Yeah. And hard to kill. But the hunting continues, luckily this time with some regulations in place. Hmm. Now the hunting was restricted just to the ruling class. So you could only hunt them if you were a nobleman or royalty. Mm. It's like the 1% hunting club. (laughs) Yeah. This is funny to me. It's just normally a regulation seems like it applies to everyone, you know, but now it's just like, no, 
Yeah. Now we just get to hunt them because they're we're crazy rich. Uh, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to s- the meeting of the super rich guys who uh, also like to kill things. Glad to see everyone. You all look very rich and ready to kill nearly extinct animals. And as you know, we passed this law. We are the only ones allowed. Let's go out and kill. Huh? Yes. I have a question. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes, I was wondering if anybody has been using gold weapons or bron- well, bronze well, what? bronze weapons. This guy sounds like he's not very rich. <laughs> Sorry. Also, if you got caught hunting the oryx and you were not a nobleman or royalty, you would get put to death. Uh, that's that's a new regulation we haven't talked about either. So it's pretty funny. Uh, welcome back to another meeting of uh, super rich guys who like to kill almost extinct animals. As you have heard, we have passed this new law. We're expanding from animals to people. Poor people specifically. <laughs> if you see someone and they don't look really rich, go ahead and kill them. Love this. Love this. Great, huh? Yes. Question. Yeah. Uh, do you use, when you kill the poor peoples who are hunting oryx, uh, what do you like to use? Uh, some sort of trap? Uh, or Well, here's my preferred method. Okay. First, I knock them out with a solid gold brick. <laughs> then... I put them on a bed of money and I light it on fire. Oh, and then I sprinkle some auric horns around and I say, oh no, this guy was trying to kill an auric. Gotcha, gotcha. Foolproof every time. A select privileged few are now hunting the dwindling auric population. And it takes a while, but they hunt down almost all of them. uh, And there's hardly any left. So they're like, hey, we need to put some more regulations in place. So now... You can only hunt the oryx if you're royalty. Just being a nobleman wasn't good enough anymore. So now if you're a nobleman and you're caught hunting an oryx, you could be put to death. Welcome back to meeting of super rich guys. Uh, Our numbers have really gone down. Uh, It's basically just me and I see a couple other royalty members. Uh, Yeah, me me too. (laughs) Don't forget me. Are you royalty? Quick, name five kingdoms you're currently oppressing. Oh, um, how about, uh... This guy's not royalty. Let's oh. kill him. Guards, capture this guy. We're going to feed him Faberge eggs until his stomach explodes. <laughs> the hunting continues. In 1476, there are only two populations left, and they belong to the royal family in Poland. And finally, probably around the mid-1500s, they say... Guns up. That's it. No more hunting. We're going to save these last few oryx. Let them graze, and hopefully the population will recover on its own. And then we can hunt them again. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. The oryx are finally protected. Uh, and they get some gamekeepers to watch over these last two herds. And the gamekeeper is guarding them, and he's in charge of, I guess, killing people people Mm -hmm. if they're caught trying to hunt them uh and he's also feeding them hay in the winter those are the safety precautions that were pretty cushy job yeah (laughs) laura mark (laughs) oh my gosh it's been so long oh my god mark i uh, you look exactly the same 
you look better than you used to look. Oh, well, I feel great. What I are got, you? I got a new job. Congratulations. Uh-huh. Gamekeeper. I'm working right now. Gamekeeper. Uh-huh. See those big old uh, cow things over there? Yeah, the, the with the long legs. All I got to do is make sure nobody kills them. That is a dream job. How do it's I... so cush. My God. Uh, what are you up to? I was just passing oh, just through. A second, Hold on just a second. Hey, don't do that. Put that rock down. No, don't kill it. Don't. Is he going to do it? How often does this happen? All the time. Okay. People just see these things and they want to kill them. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying. I was just passing through. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I've... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry again. I'm not going to tell you again, buddy. Put it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just threw a rock at that orc. Oh, my God. What do you do? Law is I'm going to kill him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, don't do you want to come with? You, um, you know what? I am. I've got to just keep passing through. It'll take I... two seconds. I'm going to stab him in the guts, rip his uh, intestines out. It'll be fun. Come with. All right. But despite all their efforts, the population is not recovering. By 1566, only 24 oryx are left, and a report from 1602 lists just four remaining oryx. Some time goes by. It's 1620, and now we're down to just two oryx, a male and a female. The bull dies. That's the male. (laughs) If you've learned one thing in this podcast, (laughs) let it be that bulls are males, and that's it. The remaining solitary female is now the last of her species. Hold on. Hold up. First, the bull that dies... They take the horns from him and they decorate it with gold Mm -hmm. or decorate them with gold. And now those are on display in a museum in Sweden. You can see them. So now we have the one female. And you know what that means. They're going to name it. (laughs) You would think. You really would. But they don't give this one a name. I know. Blew my mind. This is. See, this is only lends credence to my predator theory. Because if humans were to do it, extinct them, they would have named that last one. So is your theory that the predator is responsible for the Wiping erratic? out all the oryx, yeah. Okay. And all this is just, you know, some fake history they, they put on the internet because they don't want you to know the truth. Maybe they just couldn't settle on one. You know, there was a bunch of names floating out there and they just couldn't agree. That's true. That's probably far more likely is that... They just can't come up with a name. Okay, so the nameless Oryk holds out for a few more years, and she dies in 1627 of natural causes. Does she, though? I'm. She's murdered. My theory is that she was on her last legs, long legs, and they were like, are we going to deprive somebody of the joy of hunting down the last Oryk? Let's just, let's look, you know. Let's throw some rocks. There's some Polish royalty paid off somebody said, let me get this guy. Yeah. So that's my theory. Also, for some reason, they decide not to save her horns that I know of, at least. Do female oryx have horns? Yeah, they're just not as big. Huh. We learned two things in this podcast. <laughs> well, thanks for playing, oryx. Maybe you should have been more docile. Then we wouldn't have wanted to hunt you so bad. And uh, we could have just easily turned you into hamburgers instead. Yeah. (laughs) 
But we did hunt you, and your domestic counterpart took over your habitat, and now you are gone forever. And now you're gone forever. Name erased from the planet. I don't know what I'm saying. It's <laughs> madness. It's gone. But are they gone? I'm sorry. I'm going to do this again. <laughs> In more recent years, various organizations Remind have- Remind me to find that record scratch <laughs> and delete it so we can never do this again. <laughs> if it's going to be extinct, let it be extinct. I know. I know. In recent years, various organizations have tried to resurrect the oryx through selective breeding. The most well-known effort is one where they use what are called heck cattle. Which is Mormon for hell cattle. <laughs> Basically, the heck cattle is a heftier version of our domesticated cattle. The heck cattle were first bred in the 1920s by the heck brothers. And then in the late 1990s, they crossbreed those with a, another breed to create the Taurus. And this one is supposed to be even more Oryx-like. Other groups are out there trying to do the same thing. I mean, none of these cattle are ever really going to be real Oryx. Mm -hmm. But I bring it up because those heck brothers I was telling you about. Yeah. They were Nazis. <sighs> Which would have been... If they kept their original name of Hell Brothers, yeah. they'd be like, these guys are obviously Nazis. Yeah. And then they changed their name to Heck Brothers. Which they might have done intentionally because Lutz and Heinz, Heck, those are the brothers, they were trying to breed back the Oryx to recreate a more pure landscape. This is like a whole Aryan Whoa. vision thing. Lutz joins the SS, and later both him and his brother Heinz work with Himmler on that weird Aryan race scientific research program they yeah. had. Whoa. So they're they're Nazi cattle. Dang, maybe we shouldn't bring them back. I know. Obviously, Nazis had this eugenics program where they're like, we're going to create super- Pure humans. Pure humans, which they believed were just white Aryan right. race. In the meantime, they're like, Hey, let's also do this with animals. Yeah. Wow. So Lutz's, the one brother's Oryx, he had his in Berlin, and they all died after being bombed at the end of the war. USA, <laughs> USA. <laughs> <laughs> but Heinz had some in Munich. Wiped him out in WWII. Take that, Oryx Busters. I want to see the, the painting on the side of that plane. This is the big cow, like, it splattered. Or it's called, like, the beefcake buster or something. Beefcake <laughs> buster. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, so, but the other brother had some in Munich, and all of those survived. And so those cattle are the relatives of this heck and this Taurus cattle mm. that are still around today that they're still trying to make into... They probably shift... Shipped some off to Argentina with all the rest <laughs> of the Nazis who fled. And now there's like, yeah, Nazi cows still in hiding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's insane. Yeah. That should have just been the whole podcast. I know. Ugh. But that's it. Um, Crazy. Do your research. Wow. Is your burger a Nazi burger? <laughs> <laughs> Are you eating a Nazi burger? Find out more at 11. Oh, well, that's it. That's that's all I got on the Oryx for you today. That was cool. Yeah. Good job. 
Well, we'll see you next week for another episode of Extinction Event. Next week's the last one of the season. It is. Ten in the bag. Season two. Tune in. Finale. It's going to be a big one. Bye. A Peg Leg Deer production.